0: From Studio Nowhere, it's time for... Soccer Talk USA! Welcome to another edition of Soccer Talk USA. I'm your host, Mark Zeter. This is episode number 292 for the 23rd of May 2011. And it's the end of the EPL season. The 2010-2011 season, I guess. And, uh, so we'll wrap that up. I'm sure you've all been paying attention to that. And, of course, we've got, uh, a bunch of MLS games to talk about, too. So, um, let's dive right in and talk about stuff. I'll start with the EPL stuff, since that's kind of, uh, short and sweet, since we had about, what, 50 games all at once today? And it was, uh, kind of madness and chaos. Um, basically, they, uh, they, they play, on the last day of the season, all the games are played simultaneously to prevent collusion. So, uh, ESPN Two was airing the Manchester United uh, Blackpool game, so I decided to watch that one. And uh, it was a meaningless game for United, except for you know their home record and, and, and playing for pride kind of thing. But uh, really meant everything for Blackpool. Um, Blackpool, along with several other clubs, basically could either go up or go down, no matter what the results were. Basically, it, it was just the way that these. I think it was like five clubs at the bottom, Uh, West Ham's already relegated, but there were five other clubs that were all like, two of them were going to go down, and they were so tight on points, it was going to come down to probably tiebreakers of goal difference or even goal scored, and basically there were scenarios where you could win the game and still go down based on goal difference and and goal scored and, and the other tiebreakers, so um, even winning was not necessarily, a, you know, a guarantee. You but you could still lose and not get relegated. So it was just kind of just crazy, and um, really went down to the wire. So uh, um, I, I really only watched the the. I, I did watch a little bit of the uh, Fulham Arsenal game. But, um, really only watched the, the block, the Manchester United one, Blockpool one, because they kept cutting away, and I saw all the highlights and stuff of the other games, so I really felt like, you know, I, I knew what was going on, so there wasn't, you know, you know all the results, it's, it's not really that interesting to watch the other games, so pretty much we'll just talk about this game, so uh, it was a great game, actually, um, uh, let's see, uh, huge drama. Blackpool start off with a, with a shot within the first uh, minute. Uh, but yeah, soon, it's pretty soon go kind of quiet. And United threaten and, and pretty much dominate after that. Uh, they get their goal from Park. Uh, when he presses in the box, the defender uh, basically leaves him the ball. I don't know why he didn't clear it. He, uh, it was a mistake of some kind. And uh, basically Park got to the ball and uh, chips the keeper. And Blackpool are down a goal. But uh, they come back via Charlie Adam off a direct free kick that he pings in off the base of the post. Uh, great free kick for him. In the second half, uh, they continue with another Adam free kick that Bandistar has to save. It was pretty much right at him, but it was hit with a lot of velocity, so he definitely had to do some work. Uh, but then, just a few moments later, they actually do score. Um, Taylor Fletcher finishes off a neat sequence in the box with a flick to the far corner that puts them in Dreamland, leading against United. With a half hour to go, though, that's a lot of time for the Giants against the Giants, and they make it look easy with a simple in-the-box strike for Anderson. Uh, um, I think he played a give-and-go with uh, Park, so it's Anderson to Park, and then back to Anderson, and then he flicked it to the to the far side of the goal um, and equalizes. So uh, a moment later, uh, Berbatov forces a key save by the Black Bull keeper, uh, despite only playing in third gear. The second-string United side uh, are still very formidable, and uh, did not. Uh, it's pretty scary, really, because <laughs> these were definitely not their first-string uh, United team. It was like eight changes from the, you know, the the, the side they they put out last week. So, uh, but it was still, you know, names that you know. So like like uh, Berbatov, Berbatov and stuff. You know, their leading scorer. Uh, Blackpool has to clear a ball off the line as they defend frantically, and then disaster as The ball is played through the box. A Blackpool defender, uh, I think it's Everett, um, throws out a leg, inadvertently kicks it into his own goal. Yes, an own goal relegates some. What a nightmare, uh, to be possibly relegated by an own goal. Um, player tries to make up the other end, actually, just minutes later. He, you know, he got, he got in almost 1v1 against Vandersaar, but the keeper actually got to the ball first and blocked it. And uh, so he couldn't really get off a, a shot, and uh, at least uh, you know it was it was stopped. So uh, with about 10 minutes to go, right as Maca, uh, Steve McNamara, the, the one of the, the commentators for ESPN, he was saying that uh, that um, with the the other results and the other games were basically going against them, and he was just saying Blackburn have to win this game or they go down. Michael Owen gets behind the back line and 1v1. And he puts the matter beyond doubt like the pro he is, uh, with this very simple goal. Uh, ouch. Um, by the way, uh, who wouldn't love to see Michael Owen sign here in the States as a DP, uh, when his United contract ends this summer? I personally would love that. I'm a big Michael Owen fan. Um, I think he's a, uh, he's still got a lot to offer and, um, I don't know if he's quite the type of player that would, uh, at his age and, and with his history, that could really go sign for a big club somewhere else in, in one of the top leagues in La Liga or, or England or someplace, I, I think, you know, um, he, he would have a hard time because, basically, because it's Michael Owen, they're going to have to shell out huge sums of money, and I don't think anybody's going to want to do that. And. You know, so, I, I, I don't know, I don't know that he's got that much, I I don't know where, I mean, is he gonna go to like a small club in, in England or something, or, or in Europe? I, I find that kind of questionable. So, what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? But if he comes to the United States, and I'm just saying this, I haven't heard anybody talk about this, but I just think he'd be great, you know, to come here, and, and, you know, finish out the last two years of his career here, and, uh, you know, I can think of a lot of teams that would, uh, love to have him on their team. But, uh, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. So. Uh, let's see. Anyway, back to this game. Uh, if being down two goals wasn't enough, then Sir Alex sticks Wayne Rooney on with six minutes to go. I think it was just to give him a little run out, you know, just to keep him keep him fit. Uh Berbertov squanders a couple chances and then Blackpool nearly put one in in the 88th actually. It just went wide. Uh they had another chance after that and then Owen nearly took advantage of the Blackpool keeper dropping the ball, but uh by the time Owen actually recovered the the, the ball, it was right at the end line and it he couldn't get it to curl in. It just went across the face of the goal. Uh, Berbatov, uh, skies one in stoppage time. He just can't get that goal that will give him the golden boot. He's, he's basically tied on 20 goals with Carlos Tevez. Uh, Vandersaar, um, save, makes a save on, on an Adam, Adam shot. And then Blackpool can't direct the rebound in, even though they do get a corner out of the play. Uh, and then off that corner, um, Barney hits a header that comes off the crossbar. <laughs> Uh, but then the end comes and, uh, Blackpool go down. So I'm kinda sad. I, I was hoping they would stay up. I liked Blackpool quite a bit. Uh, in part because they, uh, years ago I remember, um they had adopted the Houston Dynamo as sort of their unofficial sister team in the United States because, uh, Blackpool wears orange and, uh, Houston Dynamo wear orange. And so that was pretty cool. So uh I kind of adopted them in reverse, you know, so uh, I'm bummed about them not being able to stay up. But at the same time, you know, the table just doesn't lie, you know, it, it comes down to, you know, that the best teams stay up and, you know, if you're not quite good enough, you go down. And they just missed it by the slimmest of margins, but, you know, they still missed it. So I'm hoping that they, uh you know, the the one good thing is the way that they, the wages that they pay and the the, the structure they've got for the club, they're set up to be, you know, an inexpensive club, and hopefully, you know, the way that they're playing in the Premiership, they can play that good. If they play that good in the Championship, they'll be back up next year, you know, in a year. So, that would be the, that would be the plan, so. Um, anyway, um, but, uh, amazingly, uh, Wolves and Wigan stay up. Um, Birmingham City joining Blackpool and West Ham in the championship for next season. So, uh, it was kind of interesting to notice that, uh, despite all the late drama, we actually finished the way that we started the day, because in the start of the day, it was Wolves and Wigan's up and Blackpool and Birmingham down. And then we had all this drama where it looked like other scenarios were going to happen, and then it ended up, you know back the way it was. So, uh, but it was, it was so tight. I, mean, I was watching the Birmingham game. Uh, I just went to the end to kind of see the, 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 last drama there. And Birmingham was actually safe. It was like four or five minutes from time, three or four minutes from time. Uh, when the, in the other game, Wolves, uh, Stephen Hunt scored, uh, and that literally doomed them because at that point, uh, Wolves was losing their game, uh, three to one, uh, Birmingham, uh, Birmingham at that point was tied one to one with Spurs and basically that meant that Wolves and Birmingham had the exact same number of points. They had the only that was the tiebreaker was actually actually at that point I think they were equal on uh goal difference, both at negative twenty, and it was coming down to goal scored and Birmingham had that advantage, and so they were ahead of Wolves, so Wolves was going down. And then Wolves scored in their losing effort. They actually lost their game 3-2, to but just that goal that Stephen Hunt scored uh, to make it 3-2 instead of 3-1 changed the goal difference, which was the tiebreaker, and all of a sudden that meant Wolves were staying up, Birmingham's going down. Talk about a huge goal. I mean, that is amazing. So, and then it actually didn't really matter anyway because right after that, in, in stoppage time, uh, Birmingham gave up a, a spectacular goal to Plavichenko and that would have doomed them anyway. So it, it turned out, you know, Hunt didn't even need to score that goal, but it was great to see him actually do that. So, you know, pretty awesome. So. Uh, let's see. We also had, oh, so anyway, the, the Manchester United game finished for Blackpool 2. Um, and then, uh, the other interesting game, I, I kind of wanted to see this one just because I'm a big, uh, you know, Fulham fan, and this one finished, uh, Fulham, uh, 2, Arsenal 2. Um, Sidwell takes, uh, Zamora's cross, slides it under the keeper, then was through his legs for the early Fulham lead, about a half hour or so in in that one, and then Van Persie equalizes just three minutes later. Uh, it was a through ball, put him in 1v1, he finished it off. And then I think it was about an hour in, uh, Zamora uh, heads in a goal to restore Fulham's lead, but about 15 minutes later, uh, Zoltan Gera, uh, he has a crazy moment, with just a studs-up sliding tackle, gets him a straight red. He'd only been on the pitch like five, like three minutes or something. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, that extra man basically gives Arsenal, you know, an advantage, and uh Walcott Drives into the box, finds a bottom corner for the late equalizer, uh, kind of, you know, put it through a crowd and, and, and found the, the far side. So, uh, but, uh, the result still means, I think it was with the, uh, the Spurs result, uh, the Gunners finish in fourth, while Fulham, or maybe a city's result, I can't remember which one that Arsenal was against, but anyway, uh, bottom line is Arsenal finish fourth, uh, Fulham ends up an impressive eighth, which is pretty cool. Top ten finish for them. And, uh, and and I think that means that uh, Arsenal still can get into the championship, but they have to go through the qualifier. So they're still in Europe, but they have to go through the qualifier. And um, and so some other things about the table: uh, Chelsea is second, uh, Manchester United, uh, Manchester City is third. Uh, but both are actually tied on 71 points, Um which is interesting. Uh, but that's not good enough for Bromovich because right after this game Chelsea fired on Salati, so he is gone, no longer the coach and manager of Chelsea, which is interesting, so that's just not a very secure job, you know. You don't you come in second and uh you get fired. <laughs> so, that's pretty much how it works for for Abramovich's team. So, um uh yeah, no it was there was no trophies, no silverware and uh that's just not good enough. So, he's gone. So, uh Manchester United actually they finished with 80 points. So, they actually finished with a 9-point margin. I thought this was going to be a lot tighter than that, but they actually had a 9-point margin ahead of them. So, it was You know, despite all the drama during the season of, you know, how tight it was, both at the top and the bottom and everything else, uh, the bottom did go down to the wire, the top did not quite, and Manchester actually finished, you know, very comfortably at the top, nine points, that's, that's a pretty good lead. Now, some of the critics are going, well, they only had 80 points, which is like, I think that's the lowest, uh, total, you know, for a win of the, of the, of the league in, in many years, but I don't see what difference that makes i mean what really matters is what's the margin i mean you know last year what was it They it was tied and they lost because of goal difference or or they at one pointer it was really tight last season you know the united finished second and chelsea won but uh you know this season uh you know solid 9 points ahead so uh, part of that i think was arsenal and 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 uh chelsea just you know kind of fell off the end there and uh you know, but anyway, uh let's see some other things about the table. Spurs finished in fifth, which is pretty impressive for them uh Liverpool, they lost their last few games, including the one today uh so they actually finished in sixth, and they're out of Europe, so kind of dumb there. I'm not sure what what happened there, why they uh't know uh I did see a highlight of their game against Aston Villa, which beat them today, and uh, fantastic, unbelievable save by uh, Brad Friedel in that one. Just looked incredible. Um, Just, I mean, basically uh, Suarez set up one of his teammates, point blank, open goal, you know, and and he just blasted it, and somehow Brad Friedel got over and made the save. And just, you know, (laughs) pretty amazing. Uh so he, he got the shutout and uh and, and Liverpool lost and they finished in sixth. So uh let's see. Everton, uh they, you know, they had some struggles at different times this this year. There was there was some kind of worries there for a while, but uh, they actually finished in seventh at the end of the season, so that that's good for them. And and uh they beat um, um Chelsea today on Sunday today. That was that was pretty interesting. So one nil. They were down a man. They got re- a man got red carded um uh, and they were down a man and Tim Howard, you know, kept them in the game, had some saves, and they uh Chelsea thought they'd scored, but it was offside, so it wasn't they didn't count. And then I think it was Beckford, basically took the ball in his own half and like ran all the way to the other end and scored. <laughs> So, um, really, really nice. Uh, he just basically... Well, I, he, I remember he was running at the defense, there was like two defenders, and somehow he got past both of them, and then he was free and clear, 1v1, and he just dinked it over check, very, made it look real easy, and uh, and they won 1-0 <laughs> against Chelsea. So, pretty amazing. So... Uh, well, that's it for a very interesting year. Uh, um, I mean, this is this has been uh, this was an exciting year of uh, just about the most exciting, uh, you know, w- w- one of the best seasons I've seen. And just from a neutrals' perspective, you know, and and I am biased because I'm a United fan. I admit that, but at the same time. You know, I, I I love the premiership. I love all the teams, and I cheer for everybody. And I uh, love the underdogs like Blackpool and and whatever. And and uh, I respect good play. So even if I don't like Arsenal or or Chelsea that much at different times, you know, I respect good play when they play it. And uh and actually, I'm kind of a Chelsea fan. I just since the Abramovich era, I I used to be a huge Chelsea fan back when uh, Zola was there. I was a huge Zola fan, and I love Chelsea. But uh, after Bromovich came in, started pouring billions there, you know, it's like, eh, you know, not quite, not quite as interesting to me. Same for City, you know, Man City. I, I, they've got all this money, and I kind of like to watch them lose just because they got all this money, you know. (laughs) Um, but you know, it, it, it's just a fantastic season. I mean, just the drama, the, the, you know, it went down to the wire almost, you know, second last week, um for for the winner and the last almost the last kick of the game for the for the relegation battles and uh yeah just just a wonderful season, just lots of great stuff, lots of drama, and uh can't wait you know for next season, but at least we get a break for a while now we can we can relax and breathe a little bit and rest up, and we do have next week of course the uh Champions League final, uh, United versus Barcelona at Wembley, and and that's going to be awesome. Can't wait for that. See Messi versus Rooney and all that. And, and, uh, ooh, boy, exciting. Well, let's talk Major League Soccer. A bunch of games to talk about. So we'll begin with the uh, Philly-Chicago game. Uh, The Union get off to a poor start when, I think, four minutes in, uh, Corey Gibbs uh, hurt his ankle kicking a ball. Very strange injury-looking thing. I actually thought he was subbed out, but, I guess he stayed on. It was a little unclear. I was watching the Spanish broadcast, so I couldn't really understand anything. Many years since I've had to watch a game in Spanish. But I noticed that uh that uh, Telefutura is not airing the MLS game. It's this Galavision, and I get Galavision, so now I can watch those games. So I'm gonna start recording those. I don't know if I've been doing that for a little while, and I just didn't notice. But I don't know. So, uh but it was also it was, it was low def. It's standard def, so it's not a high def channel, which sucks. But um, so it was kind of fuzzy and I couldn't really tell, you know, exactly what was, what was going on. And I, you know, I was also doing other things, wasn't exactly paying attention, but anyway, uh, the fire looked the better offensively at first, but then Philly gets some good chances, including a, a header that, uh, clips the top of the bar and then Ruiz puts one wide for Philly. Uh, they give up a couple free kicks late in the half that the Fire don't do much with and then uh, we go into halftime scoreless. The goal comes about 15 minutes into the second half though with a free kick near the sideline, played above the D, and Farfan strikes a long range grounder past Conway for the lead. The Fire equalized through Aduro though when his tight angle shot somehow gets right through Mondragon at the near post. The game uh, gets really good after that as both teams go for it. Chicago should have had a second when their shot beat the keeper but the ball was cleared off the line by a defender. Uh, then, a wonder strike a left footed volley from Carlos Ruiz that pinged in off the underside of the crossbar. He was way out above the d too uh impressive as uh, Conway 's not a small guy, so to, to get it over him and down into the into the goal uh is pretty impressive. Um, Fire tried to get back into it, uh, but other than, uh, dive in, a, a dive in stoppage time that earned them a yellow, couldn't do much, and, uh, don't get the equalizer and drop points there. So, Philly 2, Chicago 1. Then we had, uh, Houston versus New York, uh, no Terry Henry, he had a knee injury. Uh, but New York actually doesn't really need him. Uh, all the pregame talk about Houston's defense goes out the window when Richard, uh, Richards, uh, Dean Richards strike, Dean Richards strikes in the first minute, uh, 38 seconds into this one, a low grounder from above the D that finds the bottom corner. The ball was basically played over the back line. Uh, Rogers headed it back into space for an unmarked Richards to run onto. Horrible start for the Dynamo. But in the 11th minute, just, uh, you know, 11 minutes later, 10 minutes later, uh, Will Brune is blatantly tripped in the box when he gets in from the left wing and Houston have a penalty. Brad Davis uh, easily converts the penalty kick and we're level and the crowd is alive again. Uh New York uh, really threaten off a couple corner kicks, and for a while, Houston can't get out of their half of the field, but then the Dynamo gets some chances. Force a tip-over save out of uh, goalkeeper Sutton um, off of a corner kick. Uh The half ends all square, with both teams having good opportunities. After the break, it's more of the same, with New York being very aggressive, and Houston on their heels. Houston look dangerous on the counter, though, and uh, do enough to keep New York out at the other end. It's end-to-end stuff. Then in the 82nd, Houston get a corner kick, and though Sutton makes a save on Cameron's header... The rebound is put in the middle of the crowd, and Coquet puts it in for his first for the club. Nice quick reaction there. He was the quickest to react. Uh, DeRoe gets a header on frame just before the end, but he's, it's right at Tally Hall. New York, uh, get their own corner in stoppage time, and, uh, Bellucci's left unmarked. He flashes a header past Hall for the equalizer. Ugh, exactly what I've been worried about, considering Houston's creaky defense. Kinnear has got to be livid about this one, giving up a goal in stoppage time. Houston to New York to... L.A. Chivas, uh, the super classico, which was not very super or classico. Uh, Braun gets a free header moments in, but it's wide. Remember, he's the hat-trick hero from last week, but uh, then L.A., for L.A., Beckham has a free kick in the 15th that's headed wide. Angel doesn't do much with his chance right after that, and then Ricketts has to work to save a shot by Moreno. Landon finds McGee in the box at the other end, but he's too slow, uh, and his chance is blocked. In the 26th, Beckham has a free kick from where he scored that beauty last week, but this time he 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 finds Chad Barrett for the header and the lead. Yeah, Chad Barrett heads it in. Uh, Chad was all alone in the box, unmarked. Horrible, horrible defending. Very nice header, though. Uh, Both teams have chances in the half, though Chivas' seem kind of long shots, and Angel can't quite get to the ball. Uh, before Kennedy in a, in a breakaway there. But uh, in the second half, L.A.'s strategy is the counter, and they spring Barrett early on, but while he gets around Kennedy, his he, he hits uh, side netting. And then Chivas have a glorious chance by Zamansky, but his long-range shot hits Woodwork. L.A. can't get the insurance goal, and Chivas are still in it in the 76th when uh, Beckham gives up a dangerous free kick above the D, but nothing comes of it. Uh, Ricketts doesn't catch a corner kick in the 82nd. And a loose ball is very dangerous, but then again, Chivas can't score. Lopez gets a shot for L.A. Uh, that's good, but wide, and they hold on. L.A. one, Chivas nil. And then, of course, probably my game of the week, just because I'm a Timbers fan now, Portland versus Columbus. Yes, another home match for for the Portland Timbers. Uh, kind of a modest start, you know, but the the crew really should have scored ten minutes in when Renteria accidentally uh, cleared a header by a teammate that was actually going into the goal, uh, so he actually headed it over the bar. <laughs> If he'd gotten out of the way, it would have gone right in, so kind of a oops, you know. Uh, nothing too much for a while, with the crew clearly uh, playing for the draw. Portland kind of looking offensive, but not terribly dangerous. Uh, just before the whistle, the crew, halftime whistle, crew get a guilt edge chance uh, as Hahnemann is left unmarked. He makes a diving header that's uh, surely a goal, except for a fantastic save by a rather bored Troy Perkins, who finally gets to do something. Whew. Uh, Portland get into the half without conceding and the crew bake th- uh, continue their league leaning record of failing to score in the first half uh, just a few seconds after the break though Perlaza is brought down just outside of the box this is just seconds into the game uh, Jewsbury takes the free kick quickly finding alison who puts it on a plate for Eric Bruner the former crewman who buries the header in the box there incredible wow, everyone always scores against their former team they always talk about this before the game but it happens so often. It's crazy. Portland dominate the second half uh, with several more good chances. They keep the crew sweating, um, but they give up a good chance for Robbie Rogers in the box. He managed to get off his shot, fortunately for the home team. Uh It's just off the outside of the post. A bit lucky, but you kind of need that sometimes. Other than the big Perkins save at the end of the first half, uh, Columbus seemed to be playing for the draw and uh came back to, to bite them as the Timbers uh go 5-for-5 five five at home. And... uh You know, I I probably should qualify that a little bit because I don't think, I don't want to make it sound like Columbus didn't try to score or anything like that. It's just that, uh, you know, Portland, uh, you know, really controlled the game. And uh, I think think the crew strategy was a little bit more of don't give up a goal rather than score a goal. But they definitely were trying, you know, they definitely were, were, have quality and were attempting to score. And I like the way that, uh, they played even when they went down a goal. They didn't let their heads drop. They continued to play the same game and, and try to score. And, uh, you know, just couldn't do it. Just couldn't couldn't get, couldn't get that goal. So uh, Portland, you know, a little bit of a hangover, a little bit, um, I don't want to say lackadaisical, but um, just not quite the aggressive uh, uh, urgency that you've seen in, in past home games. And you kind of start wondering if this – this home record, you know the longer they keep this up, the more of a kind of a burden it becomes because it's just kind of looming over that you never lost at home. You kind of start to take for granted that you're gonna win at home that type of thing and uh fortunately you know they 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 did hold their heads together and 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 they managed to make it happen and and, and work it out but um you know, you kind of wonder just how long this is going to go. I'm going to find out next week on Sunday because I'm going to the next game. So, uh, that's against DC United, uh, at Portland next, next Sunday on the 28th, I think, whatever the date is. Um, 29th, 29th, sorry, 29th. Yeah. So, uh, can't wait for that. That's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm already getting, you know, just watching this game. I was going, I was texting my friend that we're going, I'm going, I'm getting, I'm ja I'm psyched, you know, just, just watching this game. I'm like, I, I can't wait to go. So that should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. So uh hopefully we'll have good weather and a good match. And um, and I, I you know I don't know D.C. you know haven't been that great this year. I'm I'm thinking this is this is this is Portland. You know Portland's got a good chance at this one. So keep this record going. So we'll see what happens. So anyway, Portland won, Columbus nil. Uh, Seattle versus Kansas City, uh, boring game for the most part, without that many chances, neither keeper was really tested, uh, you know, and then what happens in stoppage time, Seattle get a corner kick, and then defender Jeff Park heads in the winner. Yeah, wow. Uh, yet another stoppage time goal conceded by Kansas City. Remember, Kansas City, earlier in the season, were winning 3-1 to in Vancouver, and then at stoppage time, gave up two goals to finish 3-3. So, here they go, you know, nil nil in stoppage time, one zero. They're they're done. So they only have like four points. They're just really really terrible. So um, hopefully when they get their home field, you know, and they're not traveling and all this, you know, they're they will uh, that will help them and they'll play better. Uh, but wow, you know, and this was uh, Jeff Park's first goal since that one in 2004 against San Jose, uh, which is funny because. Um, I've never been a big Jeff Park fan. And a big part of the reason was I was at that game in 2004 in San Jose where he scored against us, and it was a crucial goal. I think it was the winner. They, they beat us or something. I mean, I can't remember the details now. It's very foggy in my head. But uh, that might have been that huge game that was like 5-4 or something like that. I mean, it was a, maybe it was a 5-5 game. They had some real barn burners. And anyway, I just remember he, he was basically a rookie and he scored, he was the one, um wasn't Jeff Park the one that was like the worst, the, the lowest draft pick or whatever? And then, then he played like the whole season for, for, uh, New York that year. And he scores against San Jose, and it's always kind of stuck in my craw, and so I've always been, you yeah, know, yeah, 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 Jeff Park, you know. <laughs> it's not like, I mean, it's just sort of, it's just kind of a funny thing, but, uh, I don't actually not like the guy, but it's just sort of, you uh, know, I'm not a huge fan because he scored against my team. And, uh, so anyway, he did this here, and, and then the commentators are all like, that's the first goal since he would scored that one again. So I'm like, great. This guy's never, he scored against was Jose. He's never scored since. Look, it's six years, and then he finally, you know, gets another one. So we had to, you know, uh, I mean, why couldn't he have not, can continue? You know, I don't know. He should have never scored. But anyway, uh, that was a header goal, probably very similar to this. It was like in stoppage time. Very, very similar goal, uh, you know that he scored against San Jose. So, anyway, feel kind of sorry for KC, but um, that's just crushing. So, Seattle win one. uh Seattle one, uh, KC nil. No, so... Uh, San Jose, New England, uh, kind of a strange game. Kari uh, Stevenson hit the hit the crossbar on a free kick in the 13th. A few dangerous situations for both teams, but nothing dramatic. We get to the second half, uh, still at zeros. Then we have a spat of yellow cards as both teams kind of get more physical. But it's the Quakes with the goals. They counter off of a goal kick. Uh, Wando takes it up the right wing, cuts back. Puts in a perfect left-footed curler across the box for just on substitute McLaughlin to head, head it home into the other side of the goal, uh, giving Reese no chance. Uh, both teams have a chance or two, but in the 82nd it's San Jose again with a free kick that Bobby Convey curls directly into the goal, putting it into just postage step top corner. It actually comes off the intersection of bar and post, uh, just fantastic goal. Uh, I would normally give this goal of the week, but I don't know if he'll get it because that Carlos Ruiz one was just, that volley was just fantastic, so we'll see which one. But these two are definitely the top goals of the weekend. Uh unfortunately, with five minutes to go, New England pull one back with a free kick uh, of their own. Uh, Tierney uh, curling it around the wall, keeping it low to screen Bush. And uh, San Jose goes into desperate defending mode as New England uh, press for the Eagles. I thought for sure they were going to get it. But uh, I think the Revs had at least like five corner kicks in the last few minutes of the game in stoppage. Um, but then it was really odd. They posted three minutes of stoppage time, and the ref blows the whistle at two minutes. So, uh, and the commentators, the ref, uh, New England commentators were pretty upset because they were, they were thinking three minutes was short, that it should have been four. So, uh, pretty upsetting to have the ref, you know, say three and then only play two and, uh, really kind of confusing. I'm not sure what happened there, so a little unfair. Uh, anyway, good for San Jose. I thought for sure, you know, just the way they were defending, you know, they were going to give up another one, but they hold on. So San Jose two, uh, New England one. So. And a couple games on Sunday, we had uh, Toronto-Colorado. Uh, decent first half with chances, but neither team really uh, clicking. Perhaps uh, TFC had the edge. Uh, but Just before halftime whistle, was a huge chance for Toronto that they spurned, uh, getting 1v1 with the keeper, but being slow to pull the trigger. Perkins made the save. It's uh, still tight in the second half. Toronto hits Woodwork off a shot that Pickens uh, tips onto the bar. Both keepers still have work to do, but in the end, uh, neither team can score. So Toronto nil, Colorado nil. And then Dallas RSL. Pretty even first half with Dallas perhaps having the edge, but RSL looking fairly comfortable defending. Uh, more of the same the second half with uh, tempers flowering. Uh, great to see the Hernandez-Olave um, uh, battle. That was pretty funny. But uh, in the 82nd, uh, the match hit a rain delay. Unfortunately, I didn't record the rest, but I did hear there was no more goals. So uh, this one finished nil-nil. So uh, uh, Dallas nil, RSL nil. So kind of sad there. Two, both both games today on Sunday were, were nil-nils. So yucky. So uh, anyway, uh, next week we'll be back on the 30th for the... Uh, Memorial Day, I guess, or something like that. So, uh, as always, uh, Mark at SoccerTalkUSA.com is the email, and the voicemail is 206-339-8359 if you want to drop me a line. And uh, whew, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye-bye.